my friend was broke. She didn't know what to do or where to turn. I'm Nora Ellen. The reason I began this podcast called Women Starting Over is to help women like my friend who find themselves in financial hardship, like divorce, or lost their job or went bankrupt, or maybe, sadly, their husband passed away. You will love these real-life stories of my guests of how they went from being broke to hope to financial success. If she can do it, so can you. Here we go. I have the most unique guest on the show today. Very excited. I asked her to come on the show because she is like me, where she decided to just start over in her life by choice. Since she decided to start over and leave the job that she has, she has become a very successful businesswoman, designer. She was already a wonderful artist, became an an even more amazing artist, author of 10 books. She's been featured in Women's Day magazine, BuzzFeed, and recently I read about her in Forbes. I started following her on Instagram when she had 40,000 followers. Now I notice she's up to 45,000 followers. <laughs> Owner of Crafty Chica, welcome to Kathy Conamario. Hi, thank you for having <laughs> me on your show. You're welcome. And my friend that is listening, I want to tell you when I uh, met Kathy, she is so smiley and so sweet. She has the most bubbly personality. I don't know if she ever actually stops smiling. So when you hear her voice, just picture this beautiful, smiling, peppy, happy woman. <laughs> because she... When things are going good. <laughs> <laughs> I have my moments. <laughs> well, I, I think we all do, but that's one of the many things I absolutely loved about you. Go ahead and share you. your background well you talked a little before we started recording with your family where you grew up a little bit about what your family thought with money and income and oh definitely well um i'm third generation mexican-american born and raised here in phoenix arizona and i always have been into the creative arts whether it was writing or doodling or just anything creative and I knew I wanted to make a living doing that when I married my husband we decided we wanted to make a living doing art music and writing like literally on our wedding night we talked about it and we're like let's just make it happen and here it is 30 years in March is our 30th anniversary we really did make it happen But there was some trial and error to get there. We started making handmade items and selling them to retailers all across the country. We ended up with over 300 accounts, hundreds of handmade pieces. We could not keep up with the volume. And that's when I went to work at the newspaper because I I always thought, you know, I want to go work someplace where I'm going to love it. And I started in the tear seat room, ended up as a features news clerk and eventually a double columnist there doing a craft column that was syndicated through um, Gannett News Service. And I loved it. it, Because it was so popular and it was doing so well, I decided to launch a website themed around my 
um, Latina heritage because I realized that as big as the craft industry was, there wasn't a lot of representation. Mm. So I launched Crafty Chica. It was December of 2000. Wow. And the whole craft revival movement was just getting rolling all around the country mm-hmm. of people. Um, it, craft became cool again. Okay. <laughs> and so at night, while the family slept, I worked on my Crafty Chica website. Nice. I would take pictures and post projects. And it was also kind of like a mom blog too, because I would just document life of juggling work and being an artist and a mom and a band wife and all of that. And everything was going great. Um, I went to night school to finish my bachelor's. And once I had accomplished those things, I just had this feeling in me like I knew I was meant to do something different because working as a features reporter at the Arizona Republic, that was my dream job since high school. That was what I wanted to do. And once I accomplished it and I had been there for a few years, I was there Um, I think 13 years total, I kind of thought, wow, I think I want to do something else. (laughs) And at that time, working at the paper, there was not a lot of pay. I mean, it was wonderful to have my byline in the paper all the time, but the paycheck needed a better byline (laughs) for my bank account. And I just remember thinking one night, like, what can I do different? Like, how can I change this, change the course of what's happening? Because I just got tired of always being broke and always struggling. And I thought, you know, I have this website, Crafty Chica, that I've been working on every night. I have a really good following. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something there. And I always go back to my parents being very realistic and saying, well, you can't make a living off of arts and crafts. Uh-oh. Like that is just, and, and that's always kind of what held me back. And oh, then I thought, you know, I remember being in Barnes and Noble and seeing that book, The Secret, and reading through the pages and thinking, wow, you know what? What if I could make a living off of arts and crafts? Sure. And I didn't have enough money at the time to buy the book, but it's stuck with me at nighttime. And I said, you know what? I'm open to this. And lo and behold, like within that month, I went to speak at the International Craft and Hobby Trade Show. And I gave a presentation about the the all-American Latina crafter who's bilingual, who college educated, who has money to spend on supplies and doesn't make things so much out of necessity of making clothes for their kids, but because they want to connect, they want to um, be generational and pick up where their grandmothers left off and celebrate those kind of handcrafts. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, I had got my offer for not only a national product line, but for a full-time salary job. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified to leave the <laughs> newspaper okay. because I was the main breadwinner for my family. And to me at the time, I I thought the paper was my retire job, like stay there till you retire. Okay. And, but part of me was like, what if I don't want to retire here? Like, what if there really is something with Crafty Chica? And I thought, you know, having two kids and everything and thinking about college for them. I'm just like, whatever. I only have one life. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> and I ended up 
making double my salary by leaving the paper. And a lot of it was mindset because back then I just had it ingrained in my brain about the struggling artist and squeezing a dollar out of a dime and everything was like just joking about that kind of stuff. And once I changed it to where instead of squeezing a dollar out of a dime, how do I turn $1 into $100? Right. That's when everything changed. And it definitely changed the way we live, the kind of opportunities that we got, the way that we valued ourselves, the risks that we took, because Mm. anything big that you want to do, you absolutely have to take a risk. It is a risk. And that was probably my biggest risk, one of them that I ever took. And it and it paid off. I mean, it Mm -hmm. it wasn't super easy. There sure there were struggles like always. But it was definitely pointing in the right direction. That's wonderful. You know what I love is that what you talked about, which is key, I believe, it's what questions are we asking ourselves? Because Mm -hmm. you asked yourself, what can I do different? This is not what I thought. I don't want to do it for the rest of my life. And we even have terms like artist. I'm trying to think, what do we say about a an artist, they're, they're broke or poor artists. I'm trying to think there's some. It's an excuse to, to have failure or to set Mm. the bar low or for people to feel sorry for you. And I, now that I look back, I realize we did all of that. Like even with our family, like, Oh, we're artists. Can you help us? Or, Oh, sorry, we're artists. We don't have good Christmas gifts to give this year. Like everything was embarrassing. And we felt like, what are we doing here? And we just were on this track to just pay the bill, you know, before, you know, like going living paycheck to paycheck kind of thing. Right. And, you know, dealing with imposter syndrome, because mm-hmm. mind you, working at the paper, I sat in a pod with the art critic, um, it's a movie critic, the television critic who are all just so refined wow. in their career and their writing styles, everything. And then here I am, you know, I was a news clerk who went to night school, who became a columnist. Like I did not have the same pedigree. So there was always imposter syndrome going on. Mm-hmm. But you know what? In a way that kind of helped set me free because I thought, what have I got to lose? Right, like I, like that. you know, you can only go up from here. So that <laughs> helped free me to say, okay, let me go try these crazy things. I love that imposter syndrome. I'm not sure I ever heard that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's where you feel like you don't belong, mm-hmm. like you're not qualified to be there. Mm-hmm. And like someone's going to find you out and get rid of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we need to get rid of that thinking because so much of what we do comes from that old programming. And Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you stopped believing what you were told about how artists or musicians can never make a lot of money. And of course, you proved that wrong. I love what you said that even though you're terrified, (laughs) you went ahead and, and you made that choice to make the change. And it's always learning because even with that one job that I left, um, I went to be a national spokesperson for this company and I was there for several years. And then I had the same feeling like I want to do something else. Mm. And again, that the whole thing of money came back where I was like, Oh my God, where else am I going to make this much money? Like I doubled my salary from the paper. I should just be happy with this. 
And I was in Miami speaking at an event and there was another speaker and she, we were talking about this and she said, I think it's so funny how um, people pay more attention to their Instagram following than they do to their bank account. Oh, wow. Yikes. And that really kind of shook me. And oh. I told her my situation and she said, Kathy, by you, because I just decided to go part time at this job. I didn't want to be there full time anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I was doing this thing where, okay, I have to make at least this much money to make ends meet, to make what I had been making. And she said, no, Kathy, you are free to make as much money as you want. Wow. She goes, why don't you triple what you were going to make? Wow. And I thought, you know what? That's a good idea. So I wrote out this whole business plan where I was going to triple my income. And I did triple it by the end of that year when I went to do my taxes and I called her and I was like, oh my God, you changed my life. You know, it's always a state of learning. Yes. And it's just like creativity, anything. um, You just have to be in tune with it and bring it into your life as something that is there for you. I love that. And it is important what people say to us and what we say to other people when people say, yes, you can do it, because that's uh, my motto on this podcast is, if she can do it, so can you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's wonderful. Tell us about the business plan that you wrote. Was it something you learned in college to do, or you just sat down and kind of did? No, I just sat down. I put down that number and I thought, okay, um, here's the the amount of money I want to make okay, how am I going to make this money? And I started writing lists. Okay, speaking engagements, um, brand campaigns, um, wholesale art orders, just all the different ways that I could bring in money. And then I started applying price tags to those things. Okay, I can do um, 10 speaking gigs at $1,000 each. Mm-hmm. Okay, how am I going to get these 10 speaking gigs? You know, who could I reach out? So each nice. each item that I wrote down, I created another action plan under it. Love it. And my one thing I'll say about that is be careful <laughs> because you can get all of them will come in at the same okay. time. And then it's like, <laughs> ah, things get crazy. Yeah. But I totally 100% believe in strategizing. Yes. Like get that specific number or idea or goal in your head and then sit down and make an action plan with a timeline. Yes. And then you start working on it every day. I love and that. I don't care if it's like, you know, wanting to buy a new wardrobe, wanting to write a novel, wanting to help your kids get better with their math grade. Like you have to put these steps down and follow them in order to reach that goal. And so many times we have these dreams that kind of like stay in the clouds and with someday attached to them mm-hmm. and they stay up there in the clouds because we never bring them down to put them into action. Right. And, and I also learned a lot of times Fear is attached to that. Oh, yes. We, it, it's scary to think of yourself as being successful. What does that mean? How is it going to change your life? Mm-hmm. So you really have to open up and, and think about these things and come to terms with them. And then you'll realize it's not as scary as you thought. I love that because I've never heard that until years ago 
that some people self-sabotage because Mm -hmm. they are afraid of success. And I thought, wait, I always thought it would be afraid of failure. But I thought about myself and I thought, I am kind of afraid of success because I love my friends. What if... What if the mm-hmm. friendships end because they see me driving a better car now or I'm making more money? And it really did scare me. And I was glad I became aware of that because I was able to help myself with that. And also, too, that the kind of friends I have, they really are wonderful. And if you have friends that you think, oh, they're going to reject me if this and that, well, there's a lot of other wonderful people in the world. Or, or really what it is is that, I mean, the best kind of friends are the ones that cheer you on because they know that, you know, if you pay it forward, it's a thing where you help each other and it's being confident and, you know, they call it like abundance mindset or whatever, where it's like, it's, there's enough for everybody. So go (laughs) do you do your thing and don't be shy and celebrate other people who do it too. And I've always found like my favorite kind of friends are the ones who cheer you on when things are going good and who are there for you when things aren't so good. You know, they're there for both sides of it. And, um, you know, uh, when it comes to friends, it is important the kind of company that you keep. Mm -hmm. And um, some friends of mine, we always talk about the five, the rule of five, like you are some of the five people you spend the most time with. So choose those people, choose five awesome people that inspire you and do your best to inspire them back. Yes. And that helps create a better daily mindset, good, you know, coaching for each other. All of that plays into it. It's so true. And you're right about the company of five. I've heard that rule too, is you Mm -hmm. are going to be like the five people you spend the most time with and income does play into that and Mm -hmm. uh, how that can impact you. And I want to go back to your business plan. I love what you did. You sat down. It wasn't anything official. You wrote down the number of income that you wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And, and you went backwards because sometimes we try to go the other way. But you've got to start with, well, how much money do I want to make? You write down all the ideas that you can do that with. You make your action plan. And like you said, then you, you do it fill it day. in. Yes. Yes. That's wonderful. And, and something like with the five friends. And it's like, to me, for income, it's not just money is currency. To me, income is just a positive vibe, you know? Yes. So it doesn't mean you only surround yourself with people who have a lot of money coming. You surround yourself with people who are wealthy in life and who are rich in the way that they think of what's important. And that's what attracts all of the other stuff. And then the money stuff, it's just the material energy. You know, it's just just something that that flows, but the real meat of it is really attitude and your vibe and the way you think and treat people. That's so true. And especially what you're saying with how you treat people. My friend who's listening, can you hear Kathy smiling as she's talking? It's really amazing. You had the most precious personality. You, you really Aww, do, thank Kathy, you. I, I could just see you smiling because when we we're at, when you were on the panel at the innovations event, you were always smiling. I was just, I just, Oh, I was so excited to be there. <laughs> And it's so awesome because that's what I really appreciate about you. It wasn't like there was thousands of people there. 
You drove all the way from where you live mm-hmm. to this smaller yeah. city in the Phoenix metro area. <laughs> and I was so impressed. And and for you to be on this podcast, because I know there's going to be a lot of women that are listening in this podcast, Women Starting Over. I tend to yes. usually interview women who are single because it's a little different when you have a husband at home. But I wanted women Mm -hmm. to hear your story. For one, you are Latina and you made Mm -hmm. a change by choice. I love how you're Mm -hmm. sharing with the mindset that you started to ask yourself the right questions, different questions Mm -hmm. and terrified. You said you were terrified to leave the paper. I was so happy with your story. (laughs) You are married and you have a partner in life, a wonderful, I love it that he's a musician. You're different. But Mm -hmm. let's talk about, you are so creative. Every time I I look on Instagram, I think, how did she come up with it? You you have the most unique creations. They're always so (laughs) different. I, I really am impressed. Oh, thank you. I think it's just always striving for innovation and doing, I always say, I, I like to make people laugh, cry, or say, wow. Okay. So <laughs> That's when it cute. comes to my, my craft, I want them to say, wow. <laughs> well, you've gotten a lot of wows by me. That's for sure. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's- and you know, one tip that I would love to give for any women who are listening to this, who are maybe going through, um, you know, like a time of, struggle or uncertainty, the best thing you could do, this is what got me through a lot of hard times, is to every day sit down and write down five things that went right that day. Good. Five things that worked. Yes. And what happens is that we get so bogged down with worries of things that haven't even happened or things we're afraid that are going to happen that we overlook the good things that actually did happen. And if you just start training yourself to, you know, take an inventory of all of those good things, it helps you stay on track for when bad times come. So sometimes I remember writing, you know, like, Oh, I got to, work without crying today like one time I had a mean editor for like a a period of time and I was so stressed and and another time you know I put like oh I wrote you know in my journal today or I ate healthy today and just five things if you can't come up with five at least come up with three sometimes it was like I got out of bed and I felt good today or my hair looked good today (laughs) or so-and-so talked to me. I got a good job review today. Like just really make an effort to notate the five things every day that went right. That and is they great. add up and they start making you feel better about yourself and what you can do. That is a fabulous tip. I totally agree with you. Sometimes we downplay the little steps of success that we do. Mm-hmm. And like you said, even getting out of bed or drinking water. I was thinking the other day, good for yeah. you, Nora, you drank a lot of water today. <laughs> exactly. Because you know what? Like um, a lot of times we find ourselves saying things like, oh, with my luck or, oh, it yes. figures. It, this always happens to me. Stop all of those comments. Yes. That is, I feel like our thoughts were typing into the matrix, you know? Right. And when you look at, I, I feel like there's a word cloud over our head as we walk. Mm. And what, mm. is, what are the words in your word cloud? Are they no, never, 
bummer. Yes. This, you know, a cuss word is, or are they, I can, I will, yes. I'm going to, I did this. Like, be conscious of those things because that's, sometimes people go, oh, that's, you're too. Um, optimistic that drives me crazy, but you know what? I feel like every little bit works. Absolutely. So stop with the the negative talk to yourself and think. You know what? What what am I putting out there? What is the word cloud over my head of the thoughts I'm always having? And if they're negative, you know, change them up. I love that. I love that word picture, a word cloud over your head. That's really Yeah, I'm super visual, you know. (laughs) I am too. So I love that. And you're right. We need to watch what we say and even what we think. Mm -hmm. And I I had a sign that I put on my office wall one time. Don't believe everything you think. (laughs) Because sometimes we think what we think is like the gospel truth. And it isn't. It's just a thought. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to entertain it. You can change. There's a man I listen to, Graham Cook, and I love what he says. He's English and he goes, beloved, change the thought. Have another thought. Uh (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. I love that. That is absolutely wonderful. You have your Crafty Chica website. Tell us about that. Well, I launched it in December 2000. And it it started kind of as like a a place to post daily life. And then I started sharing my projects. So now it's like, like a lifestyle site. So I do all kinds of projects or recipes, um, product reviews, you know, it kind of like folded into the whole influencer space, which has been super fun. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of the anchor of everything is, is the website. Okay. So anchor of everything. That is interesting. Tell us more about that. Well, it, um, because I, I like to make a lot of lists. (laughs) and also a lot of ways to make different types of income. I have different branches of it. And I actually used, um, when I was building my brand, I looked to like JLo, Oprah, Tyra, (laughs) and I saw how are they doing their website and their brand? And they all have these different categories. So with Crafty Chica, I have product lines that I design that are sold in stores. I have original art that I sell myself through my website and in a physical store here in Phoenix. I teach art workshops. I do speaking presentations, keynote panels. I do um, coaching and consulting. I lead a retreat every year of a different part, either um, in Mexico or somewhere around the United States. So I just found different ways to take the brand and go out to be able to meet and connect with people. And then writing books is another thing too. That is amazing. And I love that you went to look at other people's websites Mm-hmm. to get a good idea because there's always somebody that is doing what we want to do. And it's important when I was with uh, Keller Williams as a realtor, they taught us to don't always make up your own model. Look at the models and systems that other people have put into place there that are where you want to end up, where you want to go. Yes. So I love how yeah. you did that. That was 
that was a wonderful idea. Everything you mentioned here, I'm thinking, is she three people? Is she triplets? Because that's, that's a, a lot of activity. I, that's really great. Well, I have different people who help me. So I have a couple different people that help me with production work. I have a brand manager. Um, I have a graphic design person who helps me. So I do have... I've, I've learned the value of hiring out yes. for help. So I'm not doing it because I've been through that era of trying to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. And that accomplishes nothing. That's it's that only sticking on the small things when I need to focus on the long-term things. So that's why I invest money. That's another tip is you have to, you know, invest in yourself at some point. And so that's what I do, and it's been really helpful. And that is really good. I think the Emith book is the book that talks about the difference of working in your business versus on your business. Mm-hmm. And nobody does everything by yourself. And because of the variety of things you do, we can't be experts in everything that has to do with our business. Like I love right. that you have a brand manager and the production person and they're experts in what they do. And when you get Mm -hmm. the right team working with you and for you, that is going to free you up to be working on your business rather than in your business, doing things that you could have somebody else do. And you end up being a lot more successful. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Anything else as we come to a close here that you want to share Well, I would say um, the takeaway from this, what I would love for people to do is write down what is that one thing they want. Don't be afraid to write it down or to believe that it can happen and really put it in, in the picture, like be specific with it. And like I had a friend who she does PR and her thing was like, oh, I want to have my own firm someday. So we're like, okay, where is it located? It's in this building and it's on the second floor and there's huge windows. And I have this girl who works the front desk and, you know, like really get specific and write it out and then start writing down what would you have to change in your life in order to make this happen? What do you have to give up? Because when you add something in, you have to take something out. And that's when you start, you know, cataloging your days of like, what am I spending my time on? Right. You know, we have more time. It seems like, oh, there's never enough time, but there really is when you think about it. Yes. Like you find those pockets of time. If it's important enough to you, you will find the time to do it. And for me, you know, like working on my, on my Crafty Chica side, and even writing my first novel, the only time I had was after the family went to bed. And that was 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and I had to be at work at the paper by 8 a.m. sharp the next morning. Wow. So from 10 p.m. at night until at least 1, sometimes 2 in the morning, that's when I worked on my brand because that was the only time I had. And I did that maybe three to four nights a week. And then it came down to Sundays. I needed a full day. So I I wrote an email to all of my family, my in-laws. Every Sunday is going to be my production day. So I can't go to parties. I'm Latina. Like we, our families have parties every Sunday. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, please 
don't be offended if I'm not there. I'm working on stuff for the family, for our business. And they supported me with it, but I had to let them know. And then every Sunday, even the, the kids and my husband, I'm like, I am off limit on Sunday. Sunday is my day to do what I need to get done. Good. And I would be so excited. And what happened was during the week, I wouldn't get as frustrated. I'm like, I'm saving it for Sunday. <laughs> I get up at six in the morning on Sunday, stay up as late as I could until it was time to go to bed. And it just felt really fulfilling. So wonderful. you have to, you know, really be aware of your schedule and the things you have to take out so you can add new stuff in there. That is true. And Kathy, I love how you communicated with your family and friends yeah. because that communication, setting the expectations. This mm-hmm. is what I need. This is what I'm going to do. Because when you do that ahead of time, then it just helps with relationships and staying close because sometimes the expectations we have can cause conflict. I love yes. that you and communicated. It's, it's really changing it for your kids too because I grew up, my parents and my grandparents were very much of like, oh, look at the sacrifices I made for you. And it was all guilt, 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 you know. And I didn't want my kids, I didn't want to put that on them. So I explained to them, you know, we have this show coming up, you know, I need to make this much, um, this many pairs of earrings so that we can have this show. And this, you know, they understood it and it gave them a good work ethic as well. And now both of our kids are grown adults and they're very open about talking about everything. You know, we sometimes the guilt stuff does creep in. You can't help it. But <laughs> for the most part, we're really open about it to communicate. Good. Oh, that's absolutely wonderful. I love that. This has been absolutely amazing. And our listener, if you have a friend that's Latina, Mexican-American, please share this amazing story about Kathy because Thank it's you. very unusual. I'm very impressed. And uh, remember her takeaway here, the one thing, write down the one thing you want to be specific. And I agree with Kathy about what do you need to change? Because especially in this day and age of social media, technology, mm-hmm. games, we have so many distractions mm-hmm. that we need to get away from. And you might think, oh, no, I I, um, I can't stop doing that. I need to see what my kids are posting or something like that. Uh-huh. But remember, what you do is going to trickle down and be a, a blessing to your family and everybody, yes. everyone around yes. you. Exactly. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful, and I'm honored to have you on this podcast. I know there's going to be a lot of people are going to be encouraged by making a choice. Sometimes we Thank end up you. where we have to start over, but you made yep. the choice. So I think that's absolutely wonderful. It's the best thing you could do. I mean, people say life is short, but the days are long. We have that's a right. lot of days to fill. <laughs> So go do as much as you can. Have as many experiences as you can. Absolutely. And my friend listening, if Kathy can do it, so can you. All right. Thanks yes. Thanks for joining Thank in. Thank you. And you can find me at craftychica.com. I have a podcast called Mucho Motivation. Um, or on, on all social media at Crafty Chica. Okay. That's wonderful. So, and that was the next thing I was going to say, if anybody needed to reach you, they can go to your website 
if they want the coaching or speaking, you have a lot of a lot of things to offer. So I want everyone to know that. Go to Crafty. That's spelled C-R-A-F-T-Y-C-H-I-C-A dot com. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Remember? Okay. Have a great night. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, my friend, thank you for letting me be with you today. Please leave a review so that women that need help can find this podcast. I am Nora Ellen, your host. See you next time on Women Starting Over.